Hi, welcome to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. The goal of this podcast is to motivate and inspire women to get stronger, fitter, healthier, and ultimately glow with confidence. I want to educate women on how to do that without having to sacrifice living a good life full of the food and the experiences that they love. If you didn't know already, I am Hayley. I am the founder of Lift and Glow Fitness. I have a ladies-only group training studio in Liverpool, and I'm also an online coach. Over the last five years, I've worked with hundreds of women and I've helped them reach their health and fitness goals, their fat loss goals, their muscle building goals. And it's literally a passion of mine to help women stop the vicious cycle of constantly losing and regaining weight and just to really educate them on how to do it the right way and how to get results that actually last and how to do that while literally loving the process. So in this podcast, I am going to take a snippet out of my weekly check-in that I do with my Lift and Glow online members. So this is my online membership. Each week we do a check-in and within the check-in, we celebrate wins and we also do a little Q&A each week as part of the check-in. So this podcast is a snippet of the Q&A that I did this week. We talk about how to hit your protein, how to get back on track after summer and also why the scales might not be moving when you are doing everything right. I hope you enjoy this podcast. If you want any information about working with Lift and Glow, or if you have any questions at all that I might be able to help you with, then make sure you let me know. You can follow me on Instagram at PT underscore, or you can find us at Lift and Glow Fitness on Instagram too. Enjoy! Starting off, I want to celebrate some wins um, from the community. And I chose these wins because they were all, they all stood out for their own different reason. The first one is from Natalie. Now, Natalie loves training. She loves exercise. It's an escape mentally. She loves doing it. She loves how it makes her feel physically as well. But she's one of the people who I have to say, rein it in. Like, calm down um and she's used to training twice in a day sometimes train seven days a week like she just always wants to be moving and one of the things that we noticed is that she was getting fatigued she wasn't Im- improving her strength and she was just feeling really tired and wasn't being able to get the most out of her strength workouts because she was done in from other workouts and her win and I know that this might, might not seem like a big deal for everybody else, but it will be for those people who understand where Natalie is. And I have also been in this position before as well. When I have spoke about it in the past, about me struggling with my mental health, um, when I went through a breakup a few years ago, and exercise was the thing that really lifted me mood and I wanted to do it every day. Um, and sometimes did it twice a day. I ended up burning myself out by doing that, but it was all with good intention. It wasn't um I was just trying to make myself feel good and Natalie's win is that she's took rest days instead of always looking to do something different and constantly adding new workouts to a week and adding in a second workout after she's done a lift and glow workout um instead she's given herself rest and she feels good for it and she feels a benefit for it so if you're someone in a similar position just know that the rest is good the rest is important you need to have that rest it is essential. There's a reason that I only say that you only need to train three days a week and because that is all you need to do. Some people want to train more, but I always say let's have two days rest a week because with the training that you're all doing, you're putting stress on your body. Your body needs to recover and it needs to recuperate for it to get stronger, fitter, 
Um, we need to manage your nervous system as best you can. And we need to manage your stress as best we can. A lot of the time we don't feel stressed, but we are actually under stress. So rest days are vital. So I'm really, really proud of Natalie for listening to me advice and taking those extra rest days that she needed. I also wanted to celebrate Holly. Holly has been an online member since the start of the year and she has been on a mission. She began training at home. Now she's training in the gym. She's just done amazing. Her confidence has grew. Um, it's not been about weight uh, for her. She's not really lost weight on the scales, but her body has changed dramatically. Um, and this has shown because she went for a bra size fitting. We went for a bra fitting this week or last week even, and she's dropped a back size completely. So well done, Hall. Um, Charlotte, Georgina is celebrating getting her steps in every day, which has been a challenge and is a challenge for a lot of us. When you work in a sedentary job, it is a struggle. You have to consciously make the effort to do that. And Georgina has done so well done, Gail. Very, very proud of you. Kimberly, she had a few weeks off, didn't train, didn't focus on her nutrition. Um, she's had one week back on track and no harm done. Scales haven't gone up. She doesn't feel like she's lost strength. She just feels good. And this is showing that the program is a lifestyle and she loves it. And I love it too. So I'm very, very proud. Well done, girls. Thank you very much for sharing all of your wins. We're going to move on to questions. Um, and the first one is one that I've been asked quite often. Let me just have a little sip. And it is how to get back on track after summer. And I did speak about this shortly on my story today um because I've just got back from holiday and it is a question that I'm getting asked like oh are you struggling you've got to that you've got to start eating well and I'm like mm, not really because I don't see my the way that I do things and the way that I that I teach is that this isn't diet mode and not diet mode we are not on track and we are not off track we see things long term we live a healthy lifestyle or we at least strive to live a healthy lifestyle year round. So every week we are trying to do something good for ourselves. Every day we're trying to do something small that is beneficial for our health and well-being. If you are on track, on track, on track, off track, this is the all or nothing mentality. And that actually just leads to a vicious cycle of losing weight, regaining weight. We want to think long term. I know for a lot of people that sounds boring. I know for a lot of people that that sounds like hard work. Because it is hard work, it's really hard to transform your whole life. Um, but once you get into this mentality of this is just the way I live now, I go for a walk every day, I drink water every day, I prioritize my sleep every day, I eat a high-protein diet with lots of fruit and veg every day. And that is your normal way of doing things. And at first, it isn't doesn't feel normal, it does feel hard for me. I'm back on holiday, yeah, it feels really hard to get up at four or five a.m yes it feels really hard to make myself go to bed at eight it feels a struggle to drink all my water when it wasn't a problem beforehand and I'm wanting carby sugary food because that's what I've been in the habit of eating but it does feel a little bit of a struggle for me to eat choose the healthier options but I'm doing it because I know that in a week or two they will feel easy again and I will be back into that routine so it's the initial week or two that feel tough and I get it but you just got to do it. You know what is required for you to live a healthy life. You're on this program if you are on this program. And if you're not on this program, you will learn from Instagram. You will learn from everywhere that we know what we need to do to live a healthy life. Most of us know what we need to do. That's moving every day, eating a healthy, nutritious diet, 
focusing on sleep, focusing on water. And we know what needs to be done a lot of the time. It's the actually, actually doing it that's hard. And when we fall out of a routine and we go on holiday, getting back on track can feel like a struggle, but just accept it's going to feel like a bit of a struggle in the first week or two. But when has that ever been a reason to give up and just completely quit and think, oh, fuck it, I'll just try again in a few months? No, 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 no. Your health is important now. Get through the hard weeks now because delaying it another few months is only going to make it a hundred times harder. Do it now. Get over that struggle now. There is no on track, off track. We are looking at our life and trying to live a healthy life year round. Part of living a healthy life year round is having breaks. It's having holidays. It's enjoying life guilt-free. You haven't fell off track for going on holiday. You haven't fell off track for not going to the gym for two weeks. You have not lost the plot because you haven't hit your protein in two weeks. It doesn't fucking matter in the grand scheme of things. If you are on track for 48 weeks of the year, that is a huge majority of the year. And that's brilliant. Don't let a couple of weeks think that you've set, set yourself back. And if you step on the scales after a holiday, just know that after a week back on track, any weight gain will be gone because it's very hard to gain lots and lots of fat in a couple of weeks. So the first step of getting back on track after summer is stop seeing that there's a track to fall off. Stop seeing it as on track, off track. Just start seeing it as, right, now I need to look after my health. These are the things that I was doing before my holiday. These are the things that I was doing before summer. Now I'm going to return to those things. If it feels like a big struggle, if it feels like a mountain to climb, focus on one thing. Focus on your steps first. Get out every single day and go for a walk. Then focus on your sleep after a couple of weeks of working on your steps. Then bring in your nutrition. Do it gradually. There is no rush. We know by now that rushing things actually ends up taking us longer. So do things slow and steady. Slow and steady wins the race. Okay. So this person has said that they did everything right, but the scales didn't move. If you've worked with me for a while, you'll know what my answer is going to be to this. But if you're new to this, or if you if you are uh, listening on the podcast, you might not have you might not realize that when you are eating in a calorie deficit, even if you do everything right, so even if you stay within your calories, hit your protein, do all your steps, drink all your water, prioritize sleep. Even if you do all of those things, you're not going to lose weight every single week. And it is unrealistic to expect that the scales are going to move every single week. There's different ways that you can get used to your fluctuations in the scales. So a lot of people don't like the idea of weighing themselves every day. And I used to really hate the idea of weighing myself every day. It wasn't something that I thought was ever going to be useful for me. But I've noticed from working with a few clients, especially recently, that the clients who are weighing in every day are seeing daily fluctuations in their weight. So they're not getting frustrated when the scales don't go down. If you weigh yourself every day, you will see the fluctuations on the scales. When you're weighing yourself once a week, it can get frustrating when the scales don't move, but that doesn't mean that earlier on in the week, the scales weren't down. It's unrealistic to expect that they're going to move all the time and that every single week you step on the scales, the scales are going to move. It is unrealistic, but it doesn't mean you haven't lost body fat. There's all sorts of things that can affect your weighing. So you might have done everything right and you might have lost body fat. You may well have lost body fat. And if we had a accurate measure of body fat, we could measure that and you will have lost body fat. 
and you wouldn't care if the scales could tell you that if you know if your weight didn't move but you could see your body fat has you wouldn't care as much but we don't have an accurate measure of body fat so I feel like it is hard and mentally it can be a struggle but we need to get used to these fluctuations and we need to get used to the fact that they will not go down every single week but that doesn't mean you have not lost body fat it doesn't mean that you have not lost progress hormones so as a woman we'll like our hormones fluctuate all of the time throughout the month our hormones are fluctuating and when you are in the second part of your cycle so in the run-up to your uh, next period you your hormones will cause you to hold on to a little bit more water it causes digestion to slow down and that means that you may weigh in a little bit heavier so it's always important when you're weighing in and the scales haven't moved or if they've gone up to think about where you are in your menstrual cycle are you due on in the next week or so if so that may may well be why the scales haven't moved or why they've gone up um, stress can affect the scales when we're stressed we hold on to a bit more water that stress can also affect our stomach we can lead to slow digestion constipation bloating um, low if you're lacking sleep if sleep's not been great again that has the same effect as if you're uh, feeling particularly stressed and then again if you weigh yourself a day or two after having like a really um, indulgent meal so you know I'm not one to judge go for pizza go for a Chinese make it work for you eat out enjoy yourself that's what I'm about but just be mindful that if you go to an Italian and you nail a lasagna the following day when you weigh in that lasagna is still going to be having an effect on your body more salt more carbs you're going to be holding on to more water you might not have been for a poo and therefore you may weigh in heavier or your weight might not have moved doesn't mean you haven't lost body fat it doesn't mean you're not making progress. A lot of people will see the scales move and then they'll have one week where the scales won't move and they'll think, oh, fuck this, doesn't matter. It doesn't work anyway. And you're like, no, girl, it's literally one week. You could just have a big, massive poo and that that would go down. Sorry to be vulgar. But you can't just give up at the, at the uh, first hurdle. You can't just go, oh, it doesn't work from one way in. Like, stay with it. It takes a little bit more than that. You actually have to stick with it long-term for you to see. And when you do stick with it long-term, you will see, yes, there are fluctuations in your weight, but over time, the weight goes down, which is what we want to see. Stop being in a rush. Stop getting frustrated. Be patient with the process. It will work as long as you do the work. Okay, this is an amazing question, and I get this all of the time. It's one that I think I have typed out a million and one times or spoke about a million and one times, and I love to talk about it because these solutions that I'm about to give you are going to change your life when it comes to protein, okay? So the question is, um, I'm really struggling to hit my protein without going over my calories. So at the end of the day, she's got no calories left, and she's nowhere near hitting her protein. And this is so common literally almost every single it's it's rare when I get a client and they're just bang on with the protein right away it's it's easy for me it's great but it is rare it, it's not a common thing for someone to just be able to like hit the protein and stay within the calories all in one go um so it can be a struggle but it's quite easy in my opinion to fix especially if you are a meat eater and a fish eater one of the first things that I always say to people is we need to change our mindset of, around how we plan our meals. So I used to be someone who 
be planning my meals around the carbs. So it'd be, I'm having pasta and I'd add a bit of bacon to the pasta or I'm having a stir fry. And like the, the, the protein was the last thing that I thought of. If I was having snacks, it was always like a low calorie snack or, you know, like low calorie crisps or something like that. It, I wasn't ever thinking about protein. We know I've spoke about it um, on the last podcast and I've spoke about it to, to all of um, the members that we know that protein makes it easier for you to stay within your calorie target because it manages your hunger and um, it really is helpful at keeping you fuller for longer we know that protein is important so trying to we need to switch our mindset of oh this is only 100 calories um this is local this is local this is local or this is what i want to eat this is what i want to eat i'm basing it around pasta to basing your meals around protein we need to bring protein more f- to the forefront of our mind have a think, and this is what I advise everyone does, is to get some staple meals planned. Now, if I said to you, pick a breakfast that you're going to have every day that you love, most people will say to me, I'll have a a bowl of crunchy nut or I'll have Weetabix. But I want you to pick a staple meal that you love, but that is also high in protein. And I want you to do the same for breakfast, lunch, and then dinner as well but all of the meals have got to be based around protein. There has to be a source of protein in those meals. So if I ask people what 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 they would like to eat every day, most often it's a bowl of cereal or something similar, porridge or cereal or toast. Their lunch will be something like a sandwich or a salad or a soup because they're all easy. Most of us have busy lives. Um, and then dinners, we're, all, we're okay to spend time prepping them. So I want you to try and add protein to those staple meals. So if you're someone who loves cereal, how about having high protein yogurt with cereal or a protein shake over your cereal instead of instead of just milk? Um, if you're someone who likes having toast, why don't you have an omelette and toast um, or some eggs and toast or turkey bacon on toast? And then when it comes to your lunch, if you are someone who just has like a soup, a veg soup because you think that that's local you will know after half an hour after eating a veg soup you will gonna be starving so let's think protein what about a nice chunky chicken soup or what about a sandwich with a big chunky layer of turkey and cheese on um add protein make protein the priority so when you're thinking about putting together your staple meals i want everyone to write out their staple meals write out your breakfast what is it you really want to eat every day and you'd be happy eating? How can you add protein to that? Same for your lunch. What is it you love eating every day? How can you add more protein to that? And st- those meals, your breakfast and your lunch don't need to be different all the time. Keep them the same. Your body likes routine. It limits the amount of decisions that you need to make each day. It's really, really helpful to be repetitive with your food. And then for your evening meals, base them around protein. Don't say we're having pasta, we're having stir fry. Think I'm having chicken i'm having salmon i'm having and make your meal base around the protein so don't base it around the carbs don't base it around the avocado which is what i always do and base it around the protein don't eat a meal unless it's got a decent portion of protein on just bring it to the forefront of your mind one of the best tips that i'm going to share with you now um and this is fixed it's just it's fixed this problem for so many of my clients is at the start of the day, so if you're currently getting to the end of the day and you've run out of calories and you're nowhere near your protein, that is because you're not pro- planning protein and you're not planning your food. You're just eating as you go, what you like, and then you get into the end of the day and going, oh, I've not hit my goals. But you're not going to hit your goals unless you think it's through. 
So at the start of the day, if you're sitting there with your morning coffee, when I was tracking food, this is what I used to do in the morning with your morning coffee, sit and track your food for the day, but start with protein. Don't enter any carbs, don't enter any fats, just enter protein. So for example, I'm sitting with my morning coffee, it's five in the morning, I need to plan my food for the day. I go to breakfast and I just put in high protein yogurt. I don't put what I'm going to have with it. I'm going to have fruit and granola with it, but I don't put that in. I just put the protein. Then I go to my lunch. I'm going to have a sandwich, but I'm just going to put a whole chicken breast in because I'm going to make sure I have a whole chicken breast. And then for my dinner, I'm going to have a sirloin steak. I'll look at my protein target and I'll see how close I am. If I'm, you know, normally if you have to, if you plan your meals in that way, you're going to be close to 100 grams of protein. Um, If you're not, tweak those portions. If you were only going to have 100 grams of chicken breast, up it to 150 or add a slice of cheese. If you're only going to have um, 100 grams steak, up it to 150 grams. You get me, me drift. And then if you're still struggling, if you're still not that close, add in a snack. It could be babe, two baby bell lights, 99 calories and 10 grams of protein. It could be a, a protein pudding from Aldi or Lidl, 20 grams of protein. It could be um, an egg, a boiled egg. It could be a tin of tuna, whatever it is, add in a high protein snack. And then if you're nice and cl- get it, get within like 20, 30 grams of your protein target and then go back to your food diary, add your granola and fruit from for your breakfast add your um, pasta or your bread for your lunch and then add your um, potatoes for your dinner. Keep an eye on your calories and you will then manage those carb and fat portions better because you might have planned to have 40 grams of granola, but really with the calories, you might only be able to have 25 or 30. So when you've planned your protein first though, you can then tweak all of the carb portions to fit your calories um, and then you will have hit your protein and you will have stayed within your calories. This way you put on protein first. This might sound like an effort, but it literally takes you five minutes while you're drinking your morning coffee or morning cup of tea in the morning. It doesn't take you long. And once you get used to doing this, you start prioritizing protein like more routinely and you'll find it easier. Like with everything, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Start with this tip and I promise you, you're going to find it so much easier plan your protein first add in your carbs your oils your fats everything else afterwards and just keep tweaking things and just think ahead if you wing it and you just go through each day like oh i don't know what i'm having don't know what i'm having you're not going to make good decisions when you're hungry you're not gonna you're not gonna get the most out of this i'm not saying spend ages meal prepping and like putting all of the meal details in every single um, week. Just have a little bit of a like forward thinking about each day at the start of each day. It is a good idea to eat repetitively and to eat the same meals all the time because this makes your weekly shop really, really easy. It limits the amount of decisions that you need to make in a day, which is really, really good if you live a stressful, busy life because if you already know what you're eating, like it's all there already decided for you. So that's my main tips with regards to hitting your protein without going over your calories. I did get other questions, but I'm very mindful that um, I don't want these to be too long because I want to make sure that we stay engaged and you actually learn from these. So we'll touch on, I'm going to save the last question for next week and then add any other questions to that too. I hope that was helpful. If I can be of any assistance at all, you know where I am. I will see you soon.